Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... What the heck is going on, man? It's already June 9th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the super... The blueprint for liberties, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. Then absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Yesterday's show on the road was incredible. Uh, We were on the road live, Branson, Missouri. We talked about this huge spike in crime. Many claim that it was caused by the defund the police mentality. The Epic Times has an article about that, etc. So Sam sounds off on the solutions, if you will, about the two great commandments and the Ten Commandments. And I don't believe that the cause is less cops. Defund the cops. I believe that's certainly a factor. And I certainly believe it's a contributor. Don't get me wrong. But I don't believe it's the cause. The cause is we've got an immoral society. We haven't taught our children to believe in God. We've become a godless society. Uh, We don't treasure family. You know what? Parents don't have mothers and fathers. I'm sorry. Children don't have mothers and fathers. They don't have parents. Uh, We've got a society where, hey, you don't have God in your life. You don't have parents. Great guidance in your life. Examples, role models. You don't have loving Brothers and sisters, loving parents, aunts and uncles. You know, in society, we used to have this broader understanding of family. You know, my kinfolk is what they used to call it, right? Uh, People used to have mom and dad and grandma and grandpa on both sides. They used to have aunts and uncles who set the example and were great role models. They used to have brothers and sisters that they grew up with, meaning you've got an instant best friend or best friends, if you will, right? People are growing up without all those supports nowadays. No God, no family. And then they're not taught to believe in the country. The liberals want you to believe that America is just horrible. It's full of extreme white people that are crazy, racist, haters, bigots. They want you to believe that it's full of Christians who, you know, force their God on everybody else. And then they want you to believe that those white Christian alpha extreme males just dominate their women with belligerence and extremism. And then they want you to believe it's just a horrible nation and everybody else is suffering. Every splinter group under the sun is just absolutely being targeted and abused by these white, extreme, alpha male, you know, hey, redneck nation, crazy Christian, right? And then they want you to believe that all these groups that are suffering, women, minorities, et cetera, et cetera, they're all just suffering under the abuse. And then they're teaching the divisions is the only way. Um, you know what? It's time for the white person to pay. They got to pay reparations for slavery. Never mind that you and I are two or three or four generations removed from slavery, depending on how you look at it. In other words, depending on how you define a generation, etc. Right? But you look at all that and you go, "Wow, that's what they want you to believe." 
And then they say, hey, you know what? The reason for the crime is, by golly, we don't have enough cops. But yesterday on the broadcast, I highlighted this reality that, look, the Tocqueville, back in the day in America, realized the people were good, and so the nation was great. It was a great place to be. It was astounding in his mind that, you know what? There was hardly any rules, hardly any laws, but people just didn't do wrong things because they, they were good. They did what was right. They understood God, family, and country. They understood the protection of life, liberty, and property. They got it, right? And, and as a result, it was a, a different ballgame. And he even documented if the people cease to be good, then they will cease to be great. I mean, he literally got it, right? He understood. And, and so we must understand in our day. We must carry that knowledge forward in our own day. And what's that knowledge? That it isn't about how many cops we have or how many laws we put on the books or how many rules we have. That's why gun control doesn't work. Y'all know that. But that's why that isn't the answer to our problems either, right? The answer to our problems lies in good people doing good things for God's sake, for our sakes. After all, we're the children, the offspring of Almighty God. See how that works? And so we don't need a gazillion laws. We don't need more money for cops. Sure, reallocation of funds uh, is appropriate. Education and training in the Constitution and the rule of law is necessary. Uh, de-escalation training for cops, how to wisely de-escalate situations rather than ramp them up, that I'm in charge and you better do what I say now idea. Sure, we got a lot to work on, a lot to do. But those are all downstream discussions. The real core is the morality in the society in which we live. And the morality in the society in which we live is really a mirror of the family, the fundamental unit of that society. See? So anyway, I spent a lot of time going off on that. And I know you've heard me talk about this to some degree over and over. And many people might think it's a little boring, Sam. You know what? You say this all the time. I know, but do you want solutions or not? See, if they don't want solutions, then what, what are we going to do? But if you want solutions, we don't need to build a new mousetrap. We don't need to write a new book necessarily. We don't need a, a new plan. You know, we don't need a 912 plan to answer 911 or whatever latest, greatest thing you got. We don't need that. What we need is to return to the fundamentals. You know, whenever you're in sports, basketball, baseball, wrestling, whatever, hockey, they, you know what? They tell you, you got to go back to the basics, Sam. If you want to be good, you don't need to know all these fancy moves in wrestling or all these fancy, you know, footwork and whatever and uh, basketball, baseball. You, know, you don't need all that. What you need is the fundamental principles that make things tick. That's what you need here. We need to return to fundamentals. And we need to practice those fundamentals and work at those fundamentals until they become second nature. That's what they teach you when they coach you. It needs to be second nature. You don't need to stop and think about what your next move is going to be when a, when a situation confronts you. What you need to do is just go into autopilot because you've practiced it over and over and over to where, you know what? I got this. Really, I got this. That's what we need, right? That's what we need more of. And I don't know how to articulate it better to anybody. I'm not trying to force it on anybody. But I'm trying to tell you that's where the answers lie, right? Anyway, hour two. We talked about this article from Ron Paul, which is a great article to highlight the points that I'm making. The only thing they fear is you. CampaignForLiberty.org. The only thing they fear is you. And what Ron's talking about is elections and the critical importance thereof. 
and how you and I must be engaged to let our politicians know how you feel, what you think, what you believe, what you want, what you expect, right? Those things are vital. They're fundamental. Yeah, I'm talking about the fundamentals. They're fundamental. You have got to spend time engaging with those who serve you. You elected them, or if you didn't, you were involved in the election process. Or if you weren't, shame on you, you ought to be. Okay, that's the key. And if you don't let them know what you want, what you think, what you expect, then how do they know? And if you do let them know what you want, what you think, uh, what you expect, all those things, and they're not doing your will, then you need to work towards somebody else who will do your will, right? All right, well, anyway, we talked about that, and we talked about they're afraid of you, folks. They don't want to hear what you have to say because then they're obligated. They want to pay attention to their lobbyists. They want to pay attention to everybody but you. But, ladies and gentlemen, they fear you because they know that if you get serious, meaning you, not individually, but you as a people, you as a group, you as a electorate, if you will, you as a constituent base, right? They know that if you get incensed, they could be gone. So what they want to do is just kind of not engage with you and hope that you just keep electing them and the media can spin things in their favor so that they look good to you and that you just leave them alone and they can pay attention to the lobbyists and get rich on your watch, <laughs> your lack of watch, right? But virtually on your watch. And they want them to just kind of retire into the sunset looking like a equivalent of a war hero. They served their country. They were incredible. But when you get engaged and find out what the real voting records are like, find out the lobbyists that they're really listening to, focus on what they're doing more than what they're saying, pretty soon the only thing they fear is you, writes Ron Paul. And boy, howdy, is he right on. We talked about that in great detail. Incredible articles that we're talking about here, right? This huge spike in crime article, and the only thing they fear is you article. They're tied together, folks, because, again, what are they going to do when they're shooting after shooting after shooting in the Republic? All the lobbyists, all the liberals are all pushing to, hey, take away the guns. But you and I need to clearly, unequivocally, boldly, nobly, independently say, uh-uh. Not going to happen on my watch. You're not taking the guns. That's not the answer. The answer is a good guy with a gun. They stop the crimes every time. Think about that. A good guy with a gun stops the crimes every time. We got to have T-shirts like that. Boy, if I had the time to work on a T-shirt, huh? All right, anyway, Sam Bushman and James Edwards rounded out yesterday's second hour. We uh, talked about the shows we attended live together with our families uh, in Branson, Missouri. The shows were incredible. We had a fantastic time together. Uh, and we highlighted those. We talked primarily about the Jesus show. And it was good. It was real good, folks. It was very nice to, to be part of and to watch. Uh, the stage theatrics were incredible. But most importantly is the testimony of Christ. And the understanding that Jesus Christ is the author of our liberty. You want solutions, ladies and gentlemen. Come unto Christ. There are no other solutions that will take its place. Yeah, there's a lot of downstream things we can do. We've got a lot of work to do for sure. But it's all downstream from the core fundamentals. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live.
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman continuing on your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much to talk about. It's hard to know what should be focused on, right? Uh, There's people working on so many different great issues in America. It is just shocking. And while in Branson, Missouri, I had the chance to meet with a lady. Uh, She's with Moms for America. Uh, And I'm telling you right now, they're doing an incredible work. And I really wanted to kind of highlight her and and their efforts. We're going to be working with them a lot more going forward because of the tremendous work they're doing. They do a podcast that's syndicated on on the Loving Liberty Radio Network, which is really something to behold. Um, They are uh, working on so many different things. And when I sat down with Kimberly, uh, she's the president of Moms for America. Uh, and I talked to her about their podcast. Deb does the podcast, vice president of their organization. And Moms for America is on LovingLiberty.net as a podcast. And it's a podcast uh, as opposed to being on the radio, ladies and gentlemen. One of the big factors is how much space we have on our 24-7 radio channel. You know, once the talk show hosts fill the channel up, there's not a lot of extra room, right? That's one issue. The other issue is when people do podcasts, if they don't make their, their shows a specific length, uh, then... It's hard to put them on the radio because remember, you got to have the hour round out even. You got news at the top of the hour, at the bottom of the hour, so you got a format for radio. And you got a format around the top of the bottom of the hour news segments. 
That's why we call it news radio, because it's not just talk shows. It's news at the top and the bottom, and when it breaks, as well as incredible on on spot-on talk shows. Okay? And so it's it's important to understand what we do. But anyway, uh, I tell you this because a lot of these podcasts aren't formatted like that. They're varying lengths. You know, so one time it'll be 33 minutes, and the other time it'll be 47 minutes. Well, how do you deal with that on the radio? You can't really, unless you just backfill with all kinds of other, like, programming commercials or, uh, I don't know, constitutional minutes. Or, you know, you can fill in things, but pretty soon you just fill in too much time. And since it changes every single podcast radically, it's almost impossible to gauge and fill in and plan for that time. Right. Otherwise, then, if you do get things, you end up with programs that are too long and then, hey, you're trying to chop them off in the middle of the program to match up and sync up with the news. And it's very difficult indeed. But I want you to understand that. So it's not, when we have all these podcasts on the Loving Liberty Radio Network, it's not because we don't want them to be on the regular radio with us. It's just because circumstantially, time wise and, and format wise, it doesn't work well. So I, I tell you that because Kimberly Fletcher and the folks over at Moms for America they're doing a great, great podcast, and it's not even a matter of listeners. Sometimes the podcasts have more listeners than some radio shows, and so it's it you know it's just a new modern day, uh, and it kind of makes you wonder what is radio. You know, if you're listening to a podcast on the internet, uh, and it starts whenever you start it, meaning it, at your convenience, um, is it radio at all? Not in a literal sense. It doesn't go over the radio airwaves. It's not on a radio station. It's audio. It's a podcast. It's on demand, but is that radio? And, and so it's really hard to determine what radio is in modern times. It's kind of like, what's a cell phone? Most people have a cell phone, but they hardly ever use it as a phone at all. It's more of a computer. It's more of a navigation device. It's more of a social media, whatever. Um, you know, you listen to podcasts on it, but it, it's not a radio. It's not a telephone. What is it? Well, that's what happens when society changes and, and features get added and over time, you know, they used to call it feature creep in the software business where it's like, what the heck? But anyway, I digress except to tell you that their podcast is up there and it's phenomenal. Moms for America, Kimberly Fletcher. Anyway, I sat down with her. We were talking about what they're working on. And before I could even get a couple of words out of my mouth, now she doesn't exactly know who I am. She knows that I, I'm a radio talk show host. She knows that I run Loving Liberty for Kathy Smith and others. So she knows a little bit about me, but she didn't realize that I was at one of the um, staff at the CSPOA. She didn't realize that I was the operations director or the vice president of operations for the CSPOA. Anyway, so she starts out. And she's like, yeah, we really think that election fraud is really important. And we're trying to get sheriffs involved. And I just sat there and smiled and went, yes, ma'am. And then I had the opportunity to explain to her what we're doing at the CSPOA and who I am in relation there, too. And she was shocked and excited. I don't mean shocked in a bad way, but she was just like, oh, my gosh, this meeting was like meant to be. And so we talked about it and we're going to be working together and they're going to be joining us uh, at the Freedom Fest event, which we're going to with Loving Liberty and CSPOA. Got two booths there, one for each. I'll be involved in both Freedom Fest. We're working on a dinner so we can work with United We Pledge. Turns out that, again, Kimberly's working with United We Pledge already. So we've got so many things in common that we're doing and that we're working on. It's just going to be amazing. Anyway, I thought I'd bring that to your attention because, you know, when I'm at these places and I tell you that we're going to plays and shows, and I don't want you guys to think that I'm just not doing any good for liberty. Everywhere I go, ladies and gentlemen, I promote God, family, and country. Literally, I mean literally, at 
I just do. That's who I am. That's what I focus on. That's what I do. That's what I live. That's what I breathe. That's what I eat. That's what I sleep, right? Liberty, God, family, country, life, liberty, property, all the time. Uh, And I'm all about that. Some say they're all about that base. I'm all about that liberty, ladies and gentlemen. I'm all about that freedom. I'm I'm all about that agency, that choice. I'm all about the proper role of government. I'm all about that accountability. I'm all about that transparency, right? That's what we do. Anyway, the meeting with Kimberly Fletcher was phenomenal. The shows that I've been able to uh, attend have just been tremendous. All right, now, I got an email, and it says this. Dear friends, I'm glad I'm considered one of their friends, right? We are gearing up to pour everything we have into the fight to stop Netflix from sexualizing children for entertainment purposes. Will you, Sam Bushman, help us in this fight? Yes, I will. They say, if you've been with us for a while, you are already well aware of Netflix's history of mocking and promoting adult information, even dangerous content to children. They're mocking the adults. They're hawking this adult entertainment to children. Uh, We talked about the teen drama, the suicide drama, if you will, called 13 Reasons Why, right? It was linked to a 26% increase in Google searches on how to commit suicide. It was even focused on by the National Institutes of Health, right? They tied it to a 30% increase in teen suicide. Literally, this just shows you unequivocally how the media influences us for good or for ill. And while I'm talking about God, family, and country, while I'm talking about protecting life, liberty, and property, while I'm saying we reject revolution, we stand for peaceful restoration, you've got Netflix hawking adult perverted topics to children, 13 reasons why. All right. We called Reed Hastings, these people say. That's the CEO of Netflix and the board to try to say, hey, we've got to stop this. You want to know what Reed Hastings said about it? Nobody has to watch it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about the pattern of Netflix inserting, consistently inserting adult content into programs that are, quote, rated appropriate for teens and youngsters. Right? But they're marketing this content to the teen viewers now. They're mocking us. They're in our face as they hawk this perversion to our children and to families across this great land. They say we've shared with you our report on the Netflix animated program called Big Mouth that is primarily highlighted with 12 and 13-year-old characters, celebrities. They also put these children in sexual situations that are way beyond their experience, right? When you talk about a healthy, normal, well-adjusted middle schooler, this ain't it, folks. We've told you about sex education. 
365. That's that's one show. There's another one called Desire. There's also a show called Cuties, a movie that required us to launch a all-out band Netflix over. Netflix is unapologetically, unap- unapologetically creating disturbing and distributing this content. I say disturbing because it's disturbing content they're distributing. They're marketing content that exploits minors, sexualizes children, and that encourages dangerous behavior. They don't intend to change unless we make them. Four in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Wednesday announced that a Department of Justice team of nine people will review local law enforcement's response to the Uvalde school shooting last month. Local and state law enforcement officials in Texas have faced intense criticism from releasing misinformation to inaction during the heat of battle. The Senate unanimously passed legislation aimed at protecting Supreme Court justices. Now House Democrats are blocking the bipartisan bill, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. But House Democrats have spent weeks blocking blocking the measure that passed here unanimously related to security for Supreme Court justices. An attempted murder of a Supreme Court justice charge has been brought against Californian Nicholas John Rosk after he was stopped by law enforcement on his way to Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home in Maryland Wednesday morning with weapons and tools. His next court appearance is on June 22nd. USA Radio News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for the needle in the haystack four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire and right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free that's right free just go to this exclusive web address ziprecruiter.com slash free that's ziprecruiter.com slash free ziprecruiter.com slash free The House passed a wide-range gun control bill Wednesday. It would raise the age limit of purchasing a semi-automatic rifle and prohibit the sale of ammunition magazines over 15 rounds. The partisan legislation passed 223 to 204. The Senate is next. A new report says the Biden administration knew about the baby formula problems in America nearly a year and a half ago. Abbott Laboratories and the FDA received word about possible problems in February 2021, according to the Wall Street Journal. The journal's reporting cites documents the newspaper viewed, a person familiar with the matter, and a government official. The revelation is potentially damaging if officials knew about the possible problems at the plant much earlier than previously reported. The Biden administration has faced criticism over the baby formula shortage 
shortage, which has panicked parents across the country struggling to find formula for their infant children. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. All right, back with you live. This is a critical, fundamental issue to focus on, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, Netflix is unapologetically creating, distributing, and promoting content that exploit minors, that sexualizes children. They don't intend to change unless we make them. Yeah, we're talking about the Parents Television Council, ladies and gentlemen. They say we are gearing up to pour everything We've got into stopping Netflix from sexualizing children for entertainment purposes. Will you help us in this fight is the question left. You know, they've really got some tremendous uh, efforts here um, that I want to really highlight and double down on to support. I'm really appreciative of their bringing us this information. You know, there's a lot of things to fight for, right? And it's so hard to keep track of all that is going on. It's really difficult to know. I don't watch Netflix. Uh, back in the 13 Reasons Why era, we turned off, canceled our Netflix, right? Which I'm really glad to do. Um, but I haven't been watching Netflix or keeping track of what they've been doing. And I agree with Reed Hastings that nobody has to watch it. I think that's a factual statement. But I think it's out of context a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Right? I say it's, it's, it's out of context because, look, just because we can think nobody's, gonna, nobody's watching it, kids are, families are, parents are. Lee Cat, or, wow, um, Key Latch Children. Or latchkey children are watching it. That's what they call it, right? Latchkey children. Children that come home and mom and dad aren't home because they got to work so hard to pay the taxes that they can't even stay home with their kids anymore. See how society is changing, folks? We have got to get a handle on this stuff. But I look at this and I go, man, what are we going to do about it? Right? What are we going to do to change the game? That's what we need to do. But Americans are so tied up trying to just make ends meet, trying to survive, trying to focus. Then sadly, sometimes they work so hard when it comes time, they just need a break. They just need a little bit of entertainment. But anyway, I commend the Parents Television Council for their stance on this. Because it's really important, in my opinion, what they're doing. They're highlighting what's going on. These... Uh, online systems and these um, new forms of entertainment have really taken over and they're different. And I'll, I'll use the example uh, of satellite radio because I've been listening to a lot of satellite radio because the car we're in just has it free. And, and so I'm listening to a lot of this and a lot of it's really good, unique programming. They got a lot of great, interesting channels. That's the upside. The downside is that, again, Howard Stern left AMFM radio saying, hey, man, this is way too restrictive. What does he mean by way too restrictive? He means, folks, that you can't swear and you can't 
go off into adult perverted subjects. You can't drop F-bombs. You can't. This is what I mean. These people are gravitating towards the immoral. So you've got satellite radio that doesn't have near the FCC restrictions that traditional AM and FM radio uh, and TV have traditionally and currently have. So it's kind of like a no-holds-barred kind of a thing. They love it. <laughs> They're taking that into town. So even though I love cruising the satellite channels, the problem is on satellite radio. I mean, I'm just sitting there, and it's all peaceful, and next thing you know, we're talking about perverted sex things, or we're talking about they're dropping F-bombs. And I'm just like, yikes, and turning the channel, right? Kind of stuff. Well, that's what's being done online, too. So you take these same traditional old TV stuff, and they've still got the FCC guidelines and restrictions and ratings and things that y'all are used to. Uh, but now you've got the no-holds-bar kind of a internet TV stuff. Or what do you want to call it? Cut the cord TV? Online, whatever. And now you've got this Netflix, which is promoting these perverted content situations. And a lot of it is more than just sexualization. I mean, it's everything societally ill that we wouldn't want. Right? I mean, it is beyond just, uh, oh, my gosh, there's a bad sex scene there. We're literally talking about this 13 reasons why. Where they're literally talking about and promoting suicide. And then all these communities and society are putting dollars in to say, oh, my gosh, we've got a suicide pandemic. Or whatever you want to call it, a suicide epidemic. We got to do something about this, right? Well, they do. I agree. It's a problem. But aren't we creating the very problem? Right? Aren't we creating the very problem that we're talking about by allowing these services to go unregulated, unmonitored, unchecked? Whether it be satellite radio, whether it be Netflix, whether it be, I can go on, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax. They've been kind of uh, protected there for a long time, too. Now, at least they're subscription services to some degree. Well, you say, Sam, so is Netflix. I know, but not in the same way. You see, you had cable TV, which was a paid-for TV service. But you'd pay for the service, and then you'd get all these different channels based on your package. You used to have to buy Nettime, or uh, Showtime and Netflix, or Showtime and um, Cinemax and whatever these other things are called, HBO. and Those were separate services that you paid for. Nowadays, it's just in your mix. You get satellite radio, and you've got all this at your fingertips, whether you want it or not. And when you buy Netflix, again, it's kind of become the uh, movie choice for people, right? And that's kind of where the problems are occurring. So these folks at Parents Television Counselor, uh, Brent Bozell, is when, uh, who was president when they started, great guy, great work, great efforts by these people. But anyway, uh, they say this has become a serious, serious problem. They name a bunch of shows, and they're all sex, they're all perverted, they're all death, they're all everything we stand against, they're for. Suicide, perversion, transgender, crazy sexualization of children, actors and actresses that are in all kinds of compromising situations. It's just, I mean, it's disaster. It's like the Wild West of the TV arena, right? And so they say this, you know what, we're working on this. This has become one of the top issues for us because it's so critical. Will you help us is what they're asking. And they say already we're taking our message to Netflix investors, pressing, pressing them to use their ownership in the company 
to stop Netflix from producing and distributing sexually perverse content to children. Next, they say, we'll be delivering thousands of petitions to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland asking them to conduct an investigation into whether Netflix is violating laws designed to protect children from sex, sexual exploitation. We are also sharing our message of support for the district attorney in Tyler, Texas, who alone is brave enough to stand up to Netflix and to bring an indictment against the company. Anyway, they have a law that says, hey, you cannot promote the perversion of children. It's against our laws in Texas, and you're not doing it. Now, in Tyler, Texas, the district attorney doing a great job there, in my opinion. They then say, and we'll also be taking your petitions to all 265 Texas district attorneys, asking them to follow their colleague in Tyler in filing charges against Netflix under the, I guess the penal code 43.25 is the section. Anyway, it's tremendous. It's great work by Liberty Council. I'm sorry, by Parents Television Council. Um, it's great work. And we need to be aware of their work, and we need to double down in support of their work. You can do several things. You can put money into the cause, Parents Television Council. You can also, though, go to your county's district attorney, DA, or your state's AG, Attorney General, and you can say, look, this is coming into our homes as well. This is perversion across state lines that must stop. It violates our state laws. Uh, perhaps it violates federal law as well. And we need action on this. We need to open up investigations. This is great work by the Parents Television Council. This is something that really needs to be highlighted and focused on. And you can say, well, my children aren't watching it. I know, ladies and gentlemen, you have um, direct stewardship over your own family. But you've got indirect stewardship over the nation, the nation's morals. We've got a lot of work to do, ladies and gentlemen. We enlist your help in our sacred cause. And this is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, nationally syndicated radio talk show. I'm Sam Bushman on your radio asking you to help us get involved, make a difference. we got to fight in the culture war. we got to fight for the right on Liberty Roundtable Live. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. 
American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Parents Television Council doing a phenomenal job, and we've got a lot of work to do. That's kind of a negative story, but a good story in that people are fighting back. People are taking, what do you want to call it, taking notes, getting involved, making a difference, engaging themselves financially and otherwise to make a difference. I I really appreciate the leadership of the Parents Television Council. Brent Bozell and the crew over there have been friends for a long time. Uh, we've watched their work. We've commended them. We've had them on the radio with us and supported their efforts for quite some time. It's great. However, I got a good news story to end this hour on, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> and this story my wife sent me uh, several weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. I can't remember exactly, but I, I've had it here in the queue waiting to cover it, waiting for a good opportunity to do it justice. And here's what the headline says. It's a cool story, folks. The Audacious Quest to document the lives of all 421,000 American soldiers who died in World War II. Lee Benson, Deseret News with the piece. And um, Kobe Crump, Utah State Director for Stories Behind the Stars, that stories of fallen World War II heroes, um, has been really working on this with people. Right, they got a Utah West Memorial in in um, West Valley City, Utah, and um, it's an interesting story, folks, because it really highlights efforts people are making. You know, in America, it's easy to see in the mainstream press that man, everything just seems to be running off the rails. This is crazy, but it isn't true. There's a ton of good news. There's a ton of right doing people involved in good causes everywhere, and I think this is one of them. Dateline West Valley City. The story says it's a few days before Memorial Day. And they have in West Valley, Utah, they have a brand new a brand new veterans memorial wall. And they have the names of these different people that are that have served in World War II. And they're chronicling this big wall, this big list of names. Now, this Kobe person is an accountant. They say she's not a clairvoyant or a magician, but she's showing off all the same. 
Pick a name, she says, any name of the nearly 2,000. World War II soldiers on the wall who never made it home. And after you give a name, instantly she launches into telling their life stories, their hometowns, their family, their war unit, where and how they passed away. She says it's all right there on your phone. Anyone can do this, Kobe explains. She says all you got to do is find the app, download the app, type in the soldier's name. After that, you can click on the stories and voila, you've got this incredible dossier or this, this life sketch, so to speak. And the stories in these life sketches are about people who made the ultimate sacrifice. Colby proudly notes, and she says, they all need to be told and preserved. Amen to that. The only magic, that's why they kind of joked about her being a magician, the only magic behind that, or all the above, is that someone's brain hatched the audacious idea of making sure that every person who died in World War II, all 421,000 plus of them, that they're recognized and that they have a recorded summary that can be accessed by anyone. What a genealogical treasure. Who is that? Who did all this? Who came up with this? This guy. Uh, his name is Don um, Milne, I think is how you say it. Don Milne. He now lives in Kentucky, but he was a former Utah. And for nearly 30 years, this Don guy, he's now 61 years old. He was an executive with Zions Bank. And he supervised the company's outreach program, teaching financial literacy to tons of people. But in 2019, they discontinued the program and poor Don was laid off. Of course, this came with a healthy severance package, which, of course, he took with him to Kentucky. So him and his wife could be near their grandchildren. That alone is a pretty cool story, right? But something else he took with him was this project that he started a few years earlier on his lunch break at work. In 2016, Don, also known as a history buff of the highest order, if you will, he taught history at Jordan High School. Anyway, he saw World War II survivors, and he heard about their stories, and he thought about the ones that could not be interviewed because they died. They gave the ultimate sacrifice, their lives, in the war. So as a tribute to these greats who have fallen, it started out with kind of the Pearl Harbor fallen, and he joined ancestry.com at first and he set a goal to research and write one story a day he then posted those stories on a blog folks so people could read them but in 2020 out of work he was locked down because of the covid right but he was inspired by many many people reading his blog so he decided that he was going to expand his hobby Instead of posting the soldiers' stories on his blog, 
he would define or he would, um, I guess, upload them to this website. Uh, I don't know about this website. I've never been to it. It's called fold3.com. And it's part of, um, it's a sister company of Ancestry.com is what it is, Fold3. And that tracks military records. So he named his new project Stories Behind the Stars and got to work. For starters, he decided to write narratives of each of the 2,106 Utahns, because that's where he's from, even though he moved to Kentucky, right? Who died in World War II. But he realized that he would need help to get this done, so he started a website of his own. Storiesbehindthestars.org, right? He solicited volunteers. Again, this is still just his tiny hobby, right? He was soon surrounded by people who revered World War II veterans as much as he did. Within a year, the Utah Project was completed. And Don and co-workers and friends and loved ones were just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. Their next goal was to do a narratives on the 2,502 Americans who died on D-Day. And they got it done before the, uh, what's it called? I don't mm. They call it Invasion 75th Anniversary is what they call it. On June 6, 2021. That accomplished, and they wrote narratives about all 2,341 who fell at Pearl Harbor. And they got that done before a deadline as well. As we speak, stories behind the stars volunteers are hard at work now working on the 8,000 World War II veterans in Arlington Cemetery. Anyway, it goes on. It goes on. They say, enough of that. We're cranking it up even further. So Don says, I'll be 65 years old here soon. And uh, <laughs> I guess they're going to celebrate by paying these heroes back in small measure. And never forget the hard choices that they made to give us freedom. Yeah, they're working on it. The small army of volunteers are making a difference, and they're going to chronicle all this, and it's going to serve a bunch of cool purposes. It's going to be a great genealogical resource for those who are researching their ancestors and learning about the stories, learning about who's who. But it's also a great project to give people in their older years or whatever, people who have time or people who are locked down because of COVID. In other words, what do you do with your time? Do you just turn on Netflix and watch Perversion? Or do you shut that off and back to uh, Parents Television Council and, and calling them to account for their, uh, in my opinion, immoral offerings? Or do you do that? Or do you spend time helping these people build this incredible new resource? Right? So one lady heard about this in the media, just decided, I'm going to be involved in that. That's incredible. So now she's database director for the Utah Project, and she continues to write narratives of World War II's best. Almost 16,000 stories have been written thus far. 
Now, you can say they have 405,000 to go, and it sounds like a project they'll never accomplish. But they have the vision to make it happen, and more volunteers are joining them daily, and you can too. Storiesbehindthestars.org is where it is. And I'm just telling you, I find it a, a tremendous example of good people all over the country doing great things. And I want you to know about it. Because it's so easy to follow the news and just negative after negative after problem after problem. And it's great for us to bring those things to your attention because then we can provide solutions. I get it. And it's important that we highlight them like the Parents Television Council story we talked about because then you can jump in and, and fight back in the culture war. But it's also important to highlight good things people are doing for the right reasons. Look, Don gets nothing out of this except for the satisfaction of doing a great work looking after his kindred dead. In this case, specifically with a World War II um, focus. But again, every, every one of these are projects, right? Every one of these are, are good people doing good things that you got to know about. And I appreciate Deseret News for bringing this story up. I, I appreciate Lee, who wrote the piece. And I appreciate these people that are, that are involved, Don and everybody else who started the project, came up with a dream, they're pursuing this, they've got a vision, they're working on it, volunteers, people are engaged in a great cause, but it doesn't get better than this, right? Well, there's thousands of these causes all across the country, folks. Random Acts of Kindness Day. You know, we used to interview people about that. Just run around and do good things instead of run around doing school shootings. What about run around acts of kindness? What about writing up a dossier of a veteran? As I mentioned in Branson, Missouri, these people are all about the veterans, man. Every show I go to, they pause and they say, you know what? We'd like the veterans to stand up. We salute you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, we dedicate this song or dedicate this to you. And uh, you know what? We can cross the line and create war heroes, which we don't really want to focus on. Many of the real heroes are embarrassed. They're like, don't call me a hero. I'm just doing my duty. Thank you. Uh, but it is appropriate that we recognize them and that we appreciate them and that we welcome them back into society with open arms. That's vital. Anyway, I thought it was an incredible project that I wanted to highlight and to bring to your attention. I want to thank my wife for bringing me this story, though, and I wanted to preserve it to where I had real time to focus on it. What a tremendous job by these people. Show notes will be up soon with the details so that you can follow up and become part of the project. How's that for solutions on your radio? Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, live and on-demand radio free at your fingertips. Download the iPhone and the Android apps, would you please, at LovingLiberty.net. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere else. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for June 9th in the year of our Lord, 2022. 
This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law, the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Well, Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. A quick recap of last hour. I just think it's worth highlighting so everybody knows what we talked about. If you didn't have time to listen, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, download the archives, and listen to your heart's content on-demand radio at your fingertips. We talked about Netflix is unapologetically creating, distributing, and marketing content that exploits minors, that sexualizes children. Wow, exploits minors sexualizes children, and that encourages dangerous behavior, to say the least. They don't intend to change unless we make them, says Parents Television Council, and amen to that. We are gearing up, they say, to pour everything we've got into the fight to stop Netflix from sexualizing children. Will you help us in this fight? We are also sharing our message of support for the district attorney in Tyler, Texas who alone has the grace to stand up to Netflix and bring an indictment against Netflix for Penal Code 43.25, which says, look, you cannot promote these perversions that sexualize children. They also say, in addition to backing this Tyler, Texas attorney, or uh, district attorney, we will also be taking your petitions to all 265 Texas district attorneys and asking them to follow their colleagues in filing charges against Netflix for their abuses and their violations of the law. Anyway, we talked about that. Great story, great way you can get involved to make a difference. Parents Television Council. We then talked about a great news story last hour. Don uh, Milne is his name. And he takes on the audacious quest to document the lives of all 421,000 American soldiers who died in World War II. Yeah, just great stuff in my opinion. Storiesbehindthestars.org is where you can learn more. Stories Behind the Stars not only aims to make sure that the narratives for all 421,000 Americans who perished in World War II, they want to accomplish it by September 2025 volunteer to bring the stories of the fallen to future generations is what they say. Great work by those people. What a positive story, right? Storiesbehindthestars.org to learn more, to volunteer, to get involved, to make a difference, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of people getting involved and making a difference, that brings us to our guest. How about that? His name is Stephen Johnson, and he's in Wisconsin. I didn't mean to rhyme, but there you go. Uh, And he's basically running for sheriff, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about him and his life and who he is and how he got there and what he's doing. We're going to talk about vote fraud, and then we're going to talk about his candidacy, and we're going to do it all now. Steve, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, good morning. How are you today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, first, tell us about you, and then we'll talk about what county you're running uh, in, uh, and, but we'll get into vote fraud, too. But tell us who you are, Steve. Uh, well, my name is Steve Johnson, and uh, not trying to be a poet like you, but I am from Wisconsin. Uh, 
back in 1980, my father was a Juneau County deputy. He was killed in the line of duty on Highway 21 measuring skid marks from an accident for the county. I'm sorry, sir. And ever since then, it was kind of a passion of mine to become involved in law enforcement. Uh, joined the military, uh, started out as a mechanic. I uh, ended up Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Um, was the first class to go through Fort Knox, Kentucky uh, MP school, graduated top of my class. Uh, I worked for some great departments, uh, Sauk County Sheriff's Department, uh, Ontario Police Department part-time. I was a school liaison officer in Hillsborough, Wisconsin. Also um, was a bailiff for Monroe County, chief of police for Norwalk and Wilton Police Department. And the kids are my passion. Um, for me, law enforcement's all about the kids and uh, keeping them on the right path. I kind of think we're children's roadblocks uh, on the bad paths, and that's where we stand, keep the kids up on the right path. That's tremendous. Do you have a family? I do have a family. I have five children, uh, all grown up and moved on their own, and I have custody of three young ladies uh, who are cousins of mine. Uh, their parents had some issues that uh, they're still working on 12 years later, and so we have custody of them. Uh, also, my girlfriend, she has two, three children of her own, and two are moved on, and one still lives with us. All right, so you've got uh, your hands full, that's for sure, Steve. We appreciate that. Uh, and so you got in law enforcement. You've got quite a, a, a bit of time in law enforcement. Uh, but have you been uh, involved as a sheriff at all or a sheriff's deputy? I was a sheriff's deputy, correct, yes. I'm never a sheriff, though. Okay, but you were a sheriff's deputy, though, which, hey, gets you firsthand uh, involvement. Uh, how'd you like that? Oh, I loved it. It was uh, probably one of the most amazing things I've ever done in my life. Tell me why. Well, it's not about traffic stops. It's not about uh, enforcing the law. It's about people and communities and uh trust in your departments and working extremely hard to uh, uh, instill that trust in your sheriff's department with your community, working well together. Fantastic. Guess who just joined us? Who joined us? Sheriff Richard Mack. Welcome back, sir. Well, well thank you, Sam. It's great to be with you. And uh, Steve, uh, thanks for having me. We're hanging out with Johnson from Wisconsin, sir. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was listening to part of it, and I knew he was going to be on, so I kind of wanted to be on with you. So uh, I don't want to interrupt anything. You're not interrupting anything. He was just telling us about his uh, experience uh, in life a little bit, so we know kind of who Steve is, and he was telling us about his law enforcement experience. Uh, he was a deputy yes, for a long children. time. It was one of his favorite things to do ever. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And he has five children? Yes, sir. Same as my wife. Man, oh, man. Sometimes these ladies just don't know how to stop having all well, these kids. How many kids do you have, Sheriff? <laughs> I have five. Sheriff Mack? No, your wife five. has six then. Well, yeah, including me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm just teasing. All right, welcome. So, Steve, uh, your, your favorite thing to do is being a sheriff's deputy. And I want to know, from as you've kind of looked on uh, in support of the sheriff, I want you to define the sheriff's role for me, can you? I define the sheriff's role as kind of the, the people's last line of defense uh, for their civil liberties, the Constitution, 
and uh, to be a, an involved individual in the communities. Uh, and they're not there for just certain groups of people. Your sheriff is there for everybody, uh, for the community as a whole. And the sheriff's role, I also believe, is, is working close-knit with communities to help bring a more closer relationship with neighbors and neighbors, uh, neighbors helping neighbors uh, with their sheriff's departments. And enforcing the law. Okay, Sheriff Mack. Uh, I totally agree with uh, all of that. Uh, enforcing the law needs to be defined. Uh, to me, if, if it's enforcing the law, well, Frederick Bassiat wrote a, a, a great book called The Law. And so I guess we always have to define that. And first of all, uh, and if we put laws in the order of importance, then I totally agree with that statement. First, God's law supersedes all other man-made laws, including our Constitution, even though the Constitution, uh, the, the intent of the founders was to make sure that it followed God's law and it protected uh, God's law uh, or laws. Uh, and then second would be uh, the constitutional law of the land, as the Constitution says in Article 6, that uh, the Constitution and the laws made pursuant thereof and pursuance thereof are the supreme law of the land. So to be supreme, to have supremacy, laws passed by Congress and by the state uh, must be in pursuance, in pursuance of the Constitution. And anything outside that would not have supremacy. And then you have to look, when does the state have supremacy? And we need to remember one thing, and that is the Tenth Amendment is a powerful tool for the states to keep in check how far the federal government goes. Because it clearly states the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution or prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states or to the people. And that's a powerful thing that the states must remember to enforce. The federal government is not going to enforce the Tenth Amendment, and that's what, uh, obviously, you know that, that I sued the federal government on. So I, I, I know that cops have been inculcated uh, in, in all across the country to enforce the law, but we need to remember the order that that goes in. Hang tight, Steve. Steve Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, with us. And Stephen Johnson is a sheriff's candidate in Juneau County, Wisconsin. We'll talk about his bid for sheriff. We'll talk about uh, vote fraud. We've got Sheriff Mack with us, too. Incredible show coming up. Liberty Roundtable live. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey. Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Johnson. He's running for sheriff's candidate, or he's a sheriff's candidate in Juneau County, Wisconsin. And uh, he's getting involved with the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Would highly recommend you get involved as well. And Sheriff Mack is on the radio with us as well, CSPOA.org. Uh, and we're talking a little bit about Steve's life and about what the role of the sheriff is. Uh, you wanted to finish, Sheriff Mack? Let's give you the chance to finish your, what you were saying here. Uh, yeah, about the order of the law. I mean, you have to look at yes, every sir. law. Do, for instance, does uh, traffic laws in the state of Wisconsin supersede the Bill of Rights? Or, or could they ever? And, you know, most people, the immediate knee-jerk reaction there would say, oh, of course not. No, the supreme law. And actually, the supreme of the supremos, uh, as as far as law goes, is the Bill of Rights itself, because it was actually added to the Constitution uh, because Madison and Hancock and a couple others, Patrick Henry, uh, got back together and say, hey, we forgot to put a Declaration of Rights. And that's what these are, is that a, a warning opposite of what Biden has said, that there's no absolute. Uh, there's no absolute. And he, of course, he's trying to, he has to say that because he's violating these absolutes all the time. So he has to try to convince people that it's okay because they're not absolute. That is one area where he's absolutely wrong and that the founding fathers said, these are the absolutes. These are absolutely the rights that government can never touch or violate or, or mute or move. They are immutable. And, and so that's, that's what. Uh, I believe that we have failed to teach in schools and in our police academies which law is supreme when you come to the position of having a quandary of choosing between one or the other, as I did when I sued uh, the federal government. In fact, uh, Judge Roll even mentioned that at the district court, that I was, I was forced to choose between keeping my oath or obeying the act. 
and in that particular case, the Brady Bill. So uh, I, I really believe that uh, police academies nationwide need to start training in the Constitution and uh, the supremacy clause of which laws really are supreme to any other. And, All right, and of Sheriff course, Mac, I don't mean to interrupt, too. Show. Whoever's got a TV or a radio right. in the background needs to turn it off. Uh, but in the meantime, though, Steve, I want you to no, have a chance me. to respond I I, to, to, to what Sheriff Mack is saying. Steve? Good. Hello? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let's give you a chance to respond to what Sheriff Max is uh, saying here about the Bill of Rights and the, and the absolute nature thereof. Well, I believe, uh, I think Sheriff Max is absolutely right as far as the Constitution goes and uh, putting, it, putting it into our academies. And I, I believe that also being the sheriff, it should be something that's uh, uh, training, continuous training that should be involved inside the sheriff's departments. Uh, and all your sheriffs and your deputies, uh, city, municipal, uh, everybody should be involved in that. All right, I want to give an example, a, a very poignant example right now from modern times that I think relates. So I believe the Bill of Rights are really a codifying of God-given inalienable rights. And really, they're the untouchables. Uh, the reason they're written down isn't to give me anything. The reason they're written down is to put government on notice that they can't touch them. Uh, in Spanish, you'd say, no lo tocas, right? Don't touch, can't touch that. And in, in America, we need to understand that government has no authority in that realm. The 10th Amendment highlights that reality. Uh, the Bill of Rights highlights that reality. The Constitution is a yes document. Yes, general government. You have very limited but very powerful responsibilities, and here's the list. And by the way, if we forgot anything, make sure you know. If we forgot anything, it's not on your list, just so you know. And furthermore, to make sure you know, here's the Bill of Rights. These you can't touch. So you got the yeses in the Constitution, very limited and defined. Then you got the noes. Specifically, a list highlighted saying you can't touch these things. And by the way, if we forgot anything, look at the 10th Amendment to make sure that you're very clear about yes list, no list. And if it's not there, then it's a no, by the way, just to be all encompassing. That was the intent of the founders. They're very clear about this. Uh, so now you got these gun grabbers in America. And they don't care about the rule of law. They don't care about God-given inalienable rights of self-defense or anything else. Uh, they don't believe rights are absolute. They believe that government could do anything, say anything they want to. I reject that notion and say we are not governed by your whims. We are not a democracy. There are checks and balances. There are jurisdictional boundaries. And let's make sure that we understand them and insist on them, Americans, please. Well, the reason I bring that up, Steve, is you got these red flag laws now being put on the books uh, that say, hey, we have a right to, um, you know, deny you access to a, a firearm. Uh, we can do background checks. We can do red flag, red flag restrictions. We can this, we can that. We can, uh, let's start there because this is Richard Mack's point. You got the Bill of Rights. Second Amendment says your right shall not be infringed. However, these red flag laws and other laws literally become a government edict that conflicts with that God-given right codified by the Bill of Rights. Uh, Steve, let's start there. Well, Red flag laws, uh, as far as uh, I, I took a vetting the sheriff here quiz here with uh, CSPOA, and I, I got that question wrong. And uh, I, I misread into it. I didn't uh, obviously understand the question. And I can I admit right now I'm no constitutional scholar. Uh, but 
willing to learn and 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 get up to speed on some of the laws that are out there, especially like your red flag laws. And if, if Sheriff Mack could maybe touch on that a little bit, and as far as yeah, before we get uh, to can, before we get to Sheriff Mack, Steve, let's explain. Have, why don't you explain the question really quick, then kind of explain your misunderstanding, and then we can talk about it and clarify. That's what this program is part, partially for to help okay, people so the understand red, red, red and flag law states. Red flag red flag law states that uh, you can confiscate your confiscate your weapons. And the question was, would you, as a sheriff, uh, I don't have the question right in front of me right now, but I believe it was, is you as a sheriff. Uh, would you confiscate the guns right away? And I stated that I think I answered that as yes. And after being explained that uh, there needs to be a conviction made prior to uh, red flag laws, if that's if, if I think I'm correct on that, I'm not sure right now. Yeah, yeah, you are. So that's right. Let me say something about. Let me say something about a conviction first, though. I agree that a conviction needs to take place for sure, because otherwise. We have not provided appropriate due process is the point here, Steve. Due process is vital. But I would go back even more fundamental than that and say red flag laws um, not only circumvent your due process, but they also presuppose something that we reject. And the presupposition is that your gun rights are not really a right. They're kind of a privilege. And there are the whims of government to decide. And you know what? That privilege can be changed, altered, limited at the at the whim of whoever's in power today or tomorrow or next week. And it's not really a right that is absolute. It is something that's just kind of a relative discussion. You know, if there's a bunch of shootings, we can dig in and, uh, you know, make more and more and more infringements, so to speak. Uh, and that's perfectly lawful and legal and appropriate, and they have all the authority in the world to do. And we, on a fundamental basis, reject that authority in the first place. Remember, it was an absolute untouchable to the Founding Fathers. Sheriff Mack. Yeah, it's true. It is an untouchable, and uh, there's a reason for it. And, of course, then there's these idiot experts on MSNBC and CNN and others that say, well, all these right-wing, fanatical, gun-toting, knuckle-dragging uh, extremists uh, don't follow the first half of the Second Amendment. They only follow the second half of the Second Amendment. The first half of the Second Amendment changes nothing. In fact, it actually reinforces the second half because a well-regulated militia being necess necessary to the security of a free state. In other words, it, it's all about freedom. So a well-regulated militia, and then you have to ask, what is the militia? The Founding Fathers described that. The United States Code uh, codifies it. But uh, the bottom line is it's every able-bodied adult. Every able-bodied adult is or comprises uh, the militia. We're all members of the militia, whether we like it or not. And the sheriff and the governor are two that can call out the militia. I like to call it, in the sheriff's instance, I like to call it a posse. Uh, that's what they've done for years and years, decades, uh, uh, centuries, actually. And it's all part of keeping the county safe and the people safe, and the people are the ultimate uh, power. And, and that's what posse means. It means power. And so power to the people, absolutely 
And yes, the Second Amendment reinforces the first, the second half reinforces the first half and vice versa. And before our break, I want to just say that's why we, we say that the authority of the sheriff comes with the election and his oath of office. The power comes from we, the people, backing our constitutional sheriffs. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Johnson in seconds on Liberty Roundtable, live. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. One of the nation's largest liquefied natural gas facilities will shut down for three weeks. The closure of the Freeport LNG plant in Texas comes after an explosion Wednesday morning caused damage to it. The facility provides about 20% of the nation's LNG processing. An investigation into the explosion is underway. Vice President Kamala Harris announced $3.2 billion to address what the Biden administration considers to be key causes of people rushing the U.S. border. When we provide economic opportunity for people in Central America, we address an important driver of migration. As illegal immigration residents in the United States has increased 10% since Biden took office, it should be noted this week's Summit of the Americas in Los Angeles will be receiving low-level diplomats instead of leaders out of disrespect that Biden was not inclusive to all countries in the region. USA Radio News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-517-1717. 800-517-1717. 800-517-1717. The January 6th committee have hired a television producer to sell their agenda to the American people. Public congressional hearings on last year's Capitol attack are set to begin Thursday night. Several hearings will be scattered throughout June in prime time and during daytime hours. Democrats hired a former TV producer to help produce the hearings. New York Republican Congressman Elise Stefanik says the hearings taking place are unprecedented. They are Nancy Pelosi's appointees, and everyone across America needs to know that. Every single member that was appointed by Kevin McCarthy uh, is not on the committee. That's because Nancy Pelosi broke 200-plus years of precedent by not allowing the Republican minority leader to appoint members of a sitting committee. That audio courtesy of Fox News. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Federal prosecutors are pushing for R&B singer and convicted sex offender R. Kelly to sit in a prison for more than 25 years. He'll be sentenced June 29th. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. 
By the way, ladies and gentlemen, our liner says begging politicians and bureaucrats to do what's right. Yeah, we're going to beg it first and be polite. But if you don't do what's right, we're simply going to kick you out and replace you with somebody who will. So let's just be very clear about that. Uh, we've got Steve Johnson with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's a sheriff's candidate in Juneau County, Wisconsin. And uh, he's open, willing to learn. In my opinion, that's one of the most important keys to the exercise here. He's coming on the radio saying, look, I misunderstood your question. I answered it wrong. Uh, I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I'm open and willing to learn. This is the grace, ladies and gentlemen, that we need to provide for sheriffs and sheriff's candidates and, and all of our public officials for that matter. Look, you don't wake up one day and become this super constitutionalist. It takes education. It takes patience. It takes learning. It takes application. It's one thing to think you understand it, but then when you apply modern-day reality to things, it gets very complicated fast unless you understand and learn to apply appropriate principles. Uh, so, Steve, the principle here is on the red flag laws, you don't have any right to infringe. It's that simple. What part of that don't you understand this thou shalt not infringe part? And that's kind of where we're coming from on this. Now, you say, well, wait a minute. What about when a wacko gets crazy? There's already laws on the books for when wackos get crazy. When people commit crimes, there's already laws on the books. And absolutely, the problem in America, one of the great sheriffs from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, David A. Clark Jr. highlighted this. He says, the problem is we just have this catch and release a criminal's plan. That's the problem. That doesn't go well. Amen. He's right. And so what we need to do is deal with the laws already on the books to deal with criminals. And that ought to take care of that question. And so there's a lot here. Uh, but it's very simple if we understand constitutional principles, Steve. Well, Sam, I, I got to interrupt. Uh, wait sure. a minute, uh, because uh, I have to say that the answer on number six that he gave. Now, this is the, just so everybody knows: uh, candidates and sheriffs can take this sheriff survey that's uh, on our website. Uh, he did, and I graded it, and uh, he got a uh, ninety-two. Uh, and I have to admit that. Uh, his answer number six about red flag laws was not in line with all his other answers and in fact I disagree with him he it, the rest of it sounded like he was a constitutional scholar everything was just right in line with the Constitution Sounded like he knew exactly what he was talking about and that he was very familiar with the Constitution and so except for number six and I go oh well okay so I sent it back to him and I emailed it back to him I sent him the score and I said, and I talked to him about number six. I think I have to say this. Uh, I would be proud to endorse him. I really hope he gets it. He understands what's going on, and he understands uh, the power of the sheriffs, the responsibilities of the sheriff, and the office of sheriff. And as he said uh, off the air, which he needs to repeat, is that a lot of sheriffs just don't understand their own power. And they really need uh, to get involved with the CSPOA and our training so that they know and understand uh, the Constitution and their obligation to keep their oath. So, Steve, thank you for all of that. And I agree with Sam 100%. You're humble enough to say, I want to learn more and I, I want to try and I want to study. That's all we want for many candidate and that's all we want for many sheriff. And before Steve responds, Sheriff Mack, I want to say this too. Everybody in their quest to become a constitutionalist, to understand the supreme law of the land, and to square their ideas and beliefs and understanding to those fundamental principles that our founders fought, bled, and died for, um, every one of us along that path 
uh, says something or does something where, you know, we say, oh, well, this. And then it's like, wait a minute, that's not constitutional. What are you talking about? And then every one of us gets kind of an education and we go, you know what? You're right. I guess I didn't I didn't really understand. I really didn't think through that all the way or whatever. At first glance, it's like you, you mean well. You care about those around you. Uh, but sometimes, hey, there's a, a lack in understanding of principles. It happens to all of us, too. Let's be very clear. And I, and I bring that up because we can't expect our sheriffs to be perfect, and we can't expect them to know everything. It's an incredible learning curve. And once in a while, everybody uh, has a misstep. I've done it even on the radio and had people correct me, and I went, you know what? And I go back and spend some time to study, and I come back with a different view. That's okay, Sheriff Mack. Yeah, it is. It's a- absolutely correct. And uh, that's why uh, I really admire what Steve's trying to do. I'm really glad he's running, and I really hope he wins. Amen to that. Uh, so, Steve, that's kind of the background uh, for our thoughts on this. Uh, do you want to respond or give your thoughts? Well, real quick, I, I just like to say, you know, we, we have avenues as sheriffs. Uh, and again, none of us are perfect. I am open minded and willing to learn. Uh, I, I do make mistakes. But uh, if you utilize this, uh, the quiz that I took with uh, CSPOA uh, and you take a look at question number six, hey, I made, I made a mistake. But we have avenues in our departments, you know, you got your sheriff's association, sheriff's and chiefs of police association, uh, just like what we did here. I, I reached out, Sheriff Mack uh, answered my question, kind of set me straight. We put two heads together and, and made things happen. And, and as sheriffs, we could all stand together and chiefs of police and uh, we can even include your chiefs of fire departments, things like that, bring them all together. And uh, you know, always come up with the right answer that way, working together in, in, our, communi- in, in our communities. Sheriff yeah, Matt, could you that. imagine if yeah. all 3,000-plus sheriffs across the country had that attitude, sir? Could you imagine what we would accomplish? <laughs> yeah, we could, we could uh, uh, go, retire and go do something else, yeah. Or we could provide incredible training all across the country, and before you know it, we could turn the bums out yeah, and have real constitutional elected sure. officials. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of that, I want to talk about election fraud, too, because he is in Wisconsin. That is one of the battleground states big time. Uh, And it's where Sheriff Smaling. (laughs) Wow. What are we talking about? Is it Racine County? Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. Is that how you say it? Racine County? Um, Wisconsin uh, district attorney declines to send charges criminal charges against state election officials, even though the sheriff Schmeling has pretty much put together proof of literal wrongdoing. The DA there mocks and laughs and goes, good political stunts there, sheriff. <laughs> We're not going to do anything about this uh, at all. Let's have Steve start on this one. Steve, what do you say to that, sir? Wow. I, uh, I just went to a conference here the other day and I was just, my mind was just blown with the numbers. I, you know, you hear so much talk about, uh, uh, election integrity and and the things that may have happened or may not have happened in the state uh, but when you've got numbers that are that are showing up like I've just witnessed here uh, with a individual by the name of Jefferson Davis who was a spokesperson for Wisconsin integrity uh, haddock committee uh, amazing evidence that he brought out and and I've, I've never been a DA but with this evidence there there is no way I couldn't have done nothing about I, I'd had to do something about this this evidence is just overwhelming and I think the district attorney uh, may want to retake a look back into what uh, was presented to him by uh, Sheriff Schmeling out of Racine County. Uh, and I think it would behoove him to probably re- relook into that or rethink uh, maybe the, some of the evidence that was brought forth. Sheriff Mack? 
Oh, that is perfect. Yeah, uh, he's absolutely correct. And of course, it's the number one issue that we're trying to promote nationwide is that every sheriff needs to investigate election fraud in his county, determine if it happened or determine if it did not. Uh, but those responsible for this, uh, if if they get the evidence like Schmaley did, and he had charges ready to go against uh, nursing homes, nursing home employees, uh, local officials uh, who were uh, promoting voting for people who were invalid and not capable of even saying, yes, vote for me, uh, vote in place of me or, or cast my vote for me. Uh, and they did, and they, and then family members learned about it and uh, complained to the sheriff, and the sheriff conducted an investigation, and it was more widespread than what people had even thought. So he turns it over to his DA, turns it over to the AG, and he gets made fun of instead of uh, anybody following up with it. And this is the type of political crap we're getting uh, from the Democrats right now, uh, and some Republicans, I don't know, maybe a DA is a Republican, I don't know. But uh, it's all coming down to playing politics. And today, they're having this hearing on January 6th that has a lot to do with Trump's assertion that the election was stolen. And if you look at the movie, 2,000 Mules, you have to say it appears that Trump was right. Can I tell you but what I think the hardest thing is? Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Go ahead, Steve. Well, I had a meeting last night, and I won't uh, throw the names out there, but it was with a small uh, township here in our area. We had a meeting with uh, them last night. And the, I think the big problem right now is our clerks are morally and ethically involved in their community's campaigns, and they are very stringent on what they do, I mean, on a population of maybe 400 people, these clerks know everybody. Uh, and if they don't come in with an ID, they're making them go home and get them. And they don't want to think or believe that there is any election fraud or not because they're doing the right thing morally and ethically. We'll have Steve respond to that in a second, ladies and gentlemen. Got a quick break. Sheriff Mack, thank you so much, sir. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Steve. See you soon. All right, there he goes. Public endorsement on the air, ladies and gentlemen, for, for Steve, for Sheriff. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? 
We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Stephen Johnson with me, ladies and gentlemen. Talking about vote fraud right now. He is a candidate for sheriff in Wisconsin. And uh, he was just publicly endorsed by Sheriff Richard Mack as a constitutional candidate. Um, Again, his open willingness to learn. Plus, his incredible knowledge of the Constitution combined are the reason for the endorsement, ladies and gentlemen, justly so, I might add. Uh, and so, Stephen, you were mentioning that you met with some people last night to remain nameless in your local county there or your local uh, municipalities. And a lot of these um, clerks and people know everybody involved at such a small place. And they, you know what, literally make people go home and get IDs. They've done their best to make sure that there is election integrity. And they're shook. They're shocked uh, when people make assertions that they're not. They're going, what? How? Who? What? It's a fair point. Go ahead, sir. Uh, it is a fair point, and uh, I believe that this issue is so big that uh, I suggested that we uh, we put up a press conference. Uh, uh, Jefferson Davis, like I said before, uh, with the Wisconsin Integrity Haddock Committee, uh, we're going to be inviting uh, sheriffs, clerks, uh, chiefs of police, uh, anybody that would like to get involved with this press conference. We're doing it at the Capitol, I believe, in Madison. Uh, and there will be dates to follow, but uh, it's nothing set in stone right now. Uh, but this press conference will be held, and I believe we'll be doing it at the Capitol in Madison. And all the sheriffs of the state are involved, or, or could be involved if they would like to, to come. They'll all be invited. Uh, and some of the numbers that we have uh, just here in Juneau County, Wisconsin, is just what's floored me. It's just phenomenal numbers that uh, on our on our election turnout here in in uh, Wisconsin, you could even look at these numbers on uh, statbandit.com, and that's S-T-A-T bandit, B-A-N-D-I-T.com. And you can look at some of the numbers and the clerks would behoove them to, to look at the numbers and look at some of the turnouts. I mean, they're, they're, they're showing 100% turnouts in small little townships and municipalities here in Juneau County, uh, unheard of. I don't think you've ever had 100% turnout uh, for, for any voting. Uh, here in the county uh, and as Juneau County as a whole uh, 13,709 votes came in and uh, after it was all said and done 96 percent turnout and this just isn't a Republican issue this isn't a Democratic issue this is a national security issue this is a everybody issue and our election integrity is at stake here and it's time I think all the sheriffs in the county step up to the plate here uh, across the across the United States, and start investigating and look into this because just a small little bit that I've just found out about, it is amazing stuff, and it's unreal, and it needs to be nipped in the in the tail, 
Uh, so our so our clerks that do do our elections and they're they're morally and ethically uh, responsible people and they 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 love their communities and they they want to see everything done properly. Uh, this would an investigation into it, uh, whether we find that, okay, there was no malfeasance or there was no issues with our process, or hey, there was an issue, we need to bring election integrity back to the United States. All right, there you have it. Uh, and Steve, I want to make this very clear too. There's so many ways to commit election fraud um, that even the good guys in the mix, you know, who believe, you know, how can this be? Uh, what they need is education about the process. They need to realize that the mail-in ballots, there's no custody uh, of those ballots. There's no end-to-end custody or security in place here. Uh, we're talking about honest, accurate elections, and we're not suggesting that the county clerk always uh, is the problem. They may be completely on the up-and-up, completely transparent, doing a phenomenal job. Our goal is not to attack them, okay? But let's not attack the messenger either. Let's be very clear and say, look, just because you as a good guy, as a clerk, are doing what's right— that doesn't mean that it's not happening outside of your purview or outside of your uh, responsibilities. And so we need to understand from the machine allegations to the ballot stuffing allegations to the um, all kinds of, I mean, there's so many ways that this can be done. Um, and, and so what we need to say to these clerks and to these sheriffs and to these different people all up and down the line is, hey, you know what? We're not trying to make allegations and attack you. If you're on the up and up, let the record show that reality. But we need your partnership, though. It isn't about Republicans or Democrats. It isn't about attacking anybody. It is about vetting the system, investigating so that we can create transparency and accountability. Because if we don't restore confidence in our elections, Steve, we're in real trouble. Oh, we are in big trouble. You know, that is kind of a quintessential uh, issue here, in my opinion. That's why Steve's doubling down in defense of looking into this. That's why Schmeling has turned over his investigative material to the DA. Uh, that's why we need to be um, creating accountability for the DA and the county commissioners uh, as well, because the county commission could go against the DA and back Schmeling as well, but they're not either, right? No, they're not. Uh, and, and I don't, don't even know like, the issue with uh, Sheriff Dar also out of Barry County, Michigan, uh, who's uh, extremely involved in this uh, election fraud. Uh, and where he's standing at this point, I don't know. But, yeah, Sheriff Schmeling is uh, not getting any. <laughs> he has filed, he has filed lawsuits. He has filed lawsuits against his um, elected officials who are not obeying the law because now they're trying to sue uh, Darleaf. And, again, uh, the point is your sheriff, uh, the last line of defense, uh, sheriffs don't let your people down. Uh, this, is, uh, this is why you were elected by the people uh, to be their protector, to be the, the one that stands up and, and, and takes care of the business at hand here, the election fraud. Uh, there is tons and tons of evidence, and it needs to be looked into. Amen to that. No question about it. Now, Steve, just so you know, I'm starting to get emails coming in where they say, you know what, bravo uh, to Sheriff Candidate Johnson. Uh, for being willing to stand up and say this isn't just about sheriffs, it's about uh, police chiefs, it's about police departments, it's about really all elected officials understanding uh, their proper role, understanding their oaths of office. And so uh, some people are emailing me in, emailing, listening to the show, saying, you know, bravo to Steve for broadening that focus. And I couldn't agree more. Amen. Good for you, sir. So let's talk a little bit about your campaign. How's the media treating you? Uh, where, where do you think you stand? How do people get involved and help and donate and support in every way possible? Let's, let's get all that uh, squared away here. Well, the hardest thing about an election uh, or running for an office, 
to me, it's, it's never about the money. It's, it's about the issues. Uh, but money is a big part of a, a political campaign. Uh, the, the hardest part about this is trying to get out into the community communities and, and understand the issues uh, in our numerous uh, townships and uh, what's going on here and there. Uh, but it is difficult to do that and also solicit funds, you know, to try to keep your campaign moving and moving forward. All right. How do, how do people uh, fund what you're doing, get involved? How is the media treating you? Well, the media has uh, been phenomenal so far. I haven't uh, had a whole whole lot, just a few uh, ads in the paper. Uh, community, we, we hold uh, meetings every Monday night uh, over in uh, – little town in the CETA here in Juneau County. Uh, and these are for uh, anybody to come and listen to some of the news or issues that are going on in the county. Uh, we talk about election fraud, um, different areas of uh, community, uh, community issues. Do you have a primary election or do you go straight to the general elections? Uh, we'll have a primary election, yep. All right, when does that August, take place? That takes place August 9th. All right, so you got a bit to campaign. How many people are running for sheriff, and where, where do you stand on that? Uh, there are two that are running for sheriff. Uh, it would be myself and uh, an individual named Andy Zobel. All right. Is Andy Zobel a good guy? Oh, yeah, Andy's a great guy. Uh, he does a good job. Uh, he is currently with the sheriff's department. Uh and, and if Andy was elected in your department, I, I think uh, there'd be no issues or anything like that. But I am uh, extremely extreme advocate on uh, hammering on the, the voter issues and uh, voter integrity. And like I said before, this is a national security issue, I believe. And uh, I, I think that I'd be more better equipped than Andy would be to handle something like this or to delve into it. Do we have a debate coming up uh, between you two, or you know, what 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 do people expect? I haven't heard anything as of yet, but uh, Andy is uh, also invited to come to the meetings on uh, Monday nights uh, to answer questions uh, from the people. We do have a lot of uh, a lot of the population of Juneau County comes in and uh, asks questions, uh, voices or comments or concerns. Uh, so, if Andy would like to come in and do any kind of debate there, we could set something up that'd be no problem all right the best way to get a hold of you and learn more about your campaign is facebook right yeah you can go to facebook uh stephen johnson for juno county sheriff look there you can keep an eye on, uh, on some of the issues some of the details on his facebook page you can follow him you can keep up on that you're also uh doing some fundraising for your campaign right uh yes we are we're on uh, a christian website uh, give send to go. That's G I V E S E N D G O dot com. Give send go dot com. Then you would just go to Steve Johnson for Juno County Sheriff. In uh, any any amount of donations or uh, would be, be perfect. Or you could just leave a prayer uh, on the site. Uh, that's that's even amazing. And we would go go a long ways with just even a simple prayer. 
pray, follow him on Facebook, go to givesendgo.com, look for Stephen Johnson. He's from Wisconsin. When I saw Juno, I thought he was from Alaska, ladies and gentlemen. But no, it's, it's Juno, Wisconsin, uh, and he's running for sheriff. He's a candidate there. Primaries in August. Uh, final election or general election will be in November, and we're praying for your success. Richard Mack publicly endorsed you on the radio just now, as you've heard, and I'm sure he'll put that in writing uh, as necessary, and we'll do all we can to uh, push for your success. Uh, what about the current sheriff? Is he uh, endorsing anybody and or uh, what's his take here? Uh, the, the current sheriff, uh, well, we just had a pretty big issue that happened here in the county. Uh, it's national news, and you probably all know about it. Um, he has not, that I know of, endorsed anybody yet as of this time. Uh, and I don't expect anything coming down here in the near future. Uh, he may have endorsed uh, Andy Zobel, but I'm, I haven't heard nothing about that yet. And I also have one thing that I'd like to just say to the citizens of Juneau County, if I may. Yes, sir. Well, I just want to say, as your elected uh, sheriff of Juneau County, Wisconsin, I will take the oath. This oath is extremely important, and I will take it before the Supreme uh, judge of the universe to keep the peace and secure and defend and protect the people of this county from all threats and to their liberties and livelihood and the peaceful enjoyment of their property. Uh, you know, the nature of this oath will require that my actions and the performance of my duties uh, must conform to the Constitution of the United States as well as the Constitution of the state of Wisconsin. And being fortunate and blessed to be able to take my oath to the office of Sheriff of Juneau County, I will swear obedience and fidelity to the Constitution of the United States and of the state of Wisconsin. Juneau County folks are entitled to protection of their God-given and constitutionally protected rights. As the elected chief law enforcement official of this jurisdiction, in my duty, my responsibility, my privilege, your constitutional service, I would do everything in my power to protect, defend, and secure these rights. And I just wish everybody could get out and vote August 9th. And I thank you very much, and God bless all. You only got 10 seconds. Last question. Will you even stop government bureaucrats from breaking the law, sir? I will do that, definitely. Hold them accountable. Steve Johnson, God bless you. He's running in Wisconsin for sheriff, ladies and gentlemen, Juneau County. Thank you, Steve. We'll keep in touch, brother. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you, Sam. You got it. For Sheriff Mack and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word. Share the love. BrightyOnRadio.com. God save the Republic of the United States of America.